On today's episode of Buffalo Daily, we discuss the Buffalo Sabres and how were they how they were doing before the shutdown and who was doing well and who wasn't and where to go from there. And then we also dive into NFL free agency as there was a lot of moves this free agency and the Bills made some big moves. So we'll dive into those today. So let's jump into it today. Welcome back to the Buffalo Daily Podcast. It's your host Cody here, bringing you the first episode of Buffalo Daily. It's been a quiet time with everything happening right now with the COVID-19 spread and sports shutdown. So usually we'd have the Sabres to talk about right now, but with those with them being done, there's nothing to talk about with them. So I guess we're just kind of have to talk. We're going to coming weeks talk about them more, but today we're just bringing you what's happening. We're going to talk about the NFL free agency and how it's kept us busy, though, actually, with the Bills making great moves, in my opinion. And there's been a lot of moves, too, and I'm happy with the Bills and what they made. They went out and got what they needed. And now let's hop into this week's news, and let's just talk about it. All right, so for this week's news, we're going to jump into the Sabres first and talk about how they were doing prior to the shutdown from the COVID-19 and what I'm going to think is going to happen the rest of the season. So... If the season was ending today, these were their stats. So they ended up playing 69 games played. They had a record of 30, 31, and 8, so a losing record. And they had 68 points, which meant they were 13th in the, in the East and 13 points out of a playoff spot. Uh, at home, the Sabres were actually very doing very well. They were 20, 11, and 4. So they put on a, did very well, actually, at home, considering everything else. But where they struggled was on the road. They were 10, 20, and 4. And three and seven in their last ten, because don't forget they had that big um, West Coast road trip that ended up before coming home. But yeah, they struggled on the road this year. I don't know what it was. For some reason, they just couldn't get it done. They came out very slow out of the gates on away trip, and that often shot them in the foot to not finish games. Or even on the last road trip, the West Coast, they'd go up and then they would just fall behind. Like they'd go up and then just throw away the lead and stuff. So. Going to be a lot of moves there they're going to have to make to improve that in this offseason if this is the end of the season. Let's dig into a little more individual stats. We're not going to go through the whole team right now, but we'll just talk about a couple guys that want to highlight. Jack Eichel right now. He So if this ended today, he had 36 goals, 42 assists, so 78 points on the year, and he averaged ice time of 22, 22 minutes and 6 seconds. He was 10th in the league in points, which is very good. And eighth in goal. So, like, he had a good solid season for the most part. He started strong and had a good three quarters of the season, in my opinion. But the last couple of weeks, you could tell something was off. Like, he was a little banged up, you could tell, and maybe a little angry with everything that's happening. But I was very happy with Eichel this year and his production. And I hope they can build around him more this year and get a stronger, more, in, more depth on the second, third, fourth line. We need more depth. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with this shutdown because of everything. Who knows? Um, yeah, I honestly don't know because, like, who knows when sports are going to come back. And if they come back this season, like, will they just hop into playoffs or will they be like everyone has to play 72 games 
So will they have to play three more games, but it won't matter for the Sabres because they'll be mathematically eliminated at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Once the Sabres season is officially over, though, we will do a full breakdown on how they did, performance of all their players, and what moves I think they should make this offseason to improve the team. Um, also, this week, um, be sure to check out on MSG and YouTube for throwback Sabres games to keep you entertained. Wednesday night, there's going to be 25th. On the 25th, Wednesday the 25th, there's going to be the 10th consecutive winning streak, the last game of the winning streak of the 06-07 season. Uh, on the Thursday night, there's going to be the first meaningful game after 9-11 in Manhattan versus the Rangers. And on Friday the 27th, there's going to be game five of the 2007 Eastern Conference semifinals. Okay, now let's jump into the Buffalo Bills and what they've done and what's happened in the NFL in free agency. So on the first day, the Bills took some time. Like It was kind of a slow start in free agency. But once the Bills started making their moves, being in, the Bills made some big moves to set them up for the next couple of years to be contenders, especially when Josh is still on this rookie contract. So let's first, before we jump into the NFL, let's jump into, let's see what the Bills did on free agency and their signs. So first, let's see here. The Bills signed Tyler. Sorry, I'm really bad with these. Matt Tukovic, he's a linebacker slash special teams from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They signed him to a two-year, $9 million deal. They also signed, very happy with this pickup, is Mario Addison from the, another Carolina Panther, which, hey, if they work, if they fit into the system, sure, I'm fine with it. Some people are giving a lot of hate on Twitter and stuff towards being in them for signing a lot of Panther guys that they like. But, hey, if they work for, and they fit into the system, I'm fine with signing these guys. So... Let's dig into this guy, Mario Addison. He's a defensive end. For, he was for the Panthers. They signed him to a three-year, $30.45 million deal. Um, and the deal will include $14 million the first year and $15.25 million guaranteed. So he's getting a pretty good paycheck. But based off his stats, I'm very happy with him. We'll dig more into stats in a little bit or in future episodes. But for now, I just want to give like a quick overview of who these guys are. Another defensive end we signed is Quentin Jefferson from the Seahawks. They signed him to a two-year deal. We couldn't find the numbers on how much they're paying him towards the salary cap, but another defensive end, which is good with the, the departure of a couple of defensive ends for the Buffalo. Then the Bills have also, also signed Vernon B Butler, a defensive tackle from Carolina, so another Carolina guy, to a two-year, $16 million deal. And then oh, this is great. I love this signing. Besides... I did this poll on our Twitter and our Instagram, like what, um, who are you most happy with the sign besides obviously Stefan Diggs? And I got a lot of response on AJ Klein. He's a linebacker for New Orleans Saints. I think he will fit great with this group of guys we got. We got a very young linebacker core and I think he will fit in great, bring a little leadership and stuff. And we signed him to a three year, $18 million deal. So we, especially like next year, so. Milano stays goes. Hey, we could have this guy fill in for Milano. But hopefully we get to keep Milano because I really do like him. But we'll see where we don't get to keep everyone. And then the Bills also signed Josh Norman, a cornerback from the, a veteran cornerback from the Washington Redskins for a one-year, $6 million deal. And the deal could reach $8 million with incentives depending on how he does. So I'm happy with their signs. And then they, they also made some great moves. Um, I don't have all the details for these right now, but I just wanted to highlight what they've done. Um, Star Latulele, they restructured his contract, so it, 
to help the budget, to help the salary cap. Same with Tyler Croft, they were able to restructure it, so I could see them potentially cutting him in this year or a couple of years, especially with the improvement of Dawson Knox and the re-sign of Jason Kroom. Um, they signed Poyer to an extension, a two-year extension of $20.5 million, which I am fine with giving him that money for two years. Who, who cares? He might be getting up there a couple years. We can draft a corner uh, safety, but for two years, you keep him in for that, what I think will be our prime run in the next two seasons. A couple other guys they were able to resign was Quentin Spain, Levi Wallace, Robert Foster, like I said, Jason Kroom, and Dean Marlowe have all been re-signed to contract. So we're, they're keeping their guys that bought into the system here, which is great to see. Then for guys that have departed the Bills, like I could have called, like saw this coming, I guess. That um, we saw Shaq Lawson leave to Miami. He got offered, I think it was two million more by the Dolphins, and he guess he really wanted that money. So hey, wasn't buying the system, whatever. See ya, have fun, good luck. Like I respect to the guy, a great player, he stepped up his game, but very like we can fill that position. Jordan Phillips departed for Arizona, so that's another guy we will play this year. Interesting to see how that goes. And then Kevin Johnson signed with the Browns. So whatever there. Then let's jump into what the big move the Bills made. And that is Stefan Diggs. You dig? So the Bills traded for dominant their dom for a dominant number one wide receiver in Stefan Diggs. The Bills received Stefan Diggs in a 2027th round pick. And the Vikings will receive from Buffalo a 2020 first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and in 2021, a fourth-round pick. So we gave up a lot of picks, but hey, this might be Josh's guy. Diggs' contract, he has four years left on a $72 million contract. So in 2019, Diggs had 63 catches for 1,130 yards and six touchdowns. So that means we're going to have two 1,000-yard receiver, receiving receivers on our team this year, which in Brown and Diggs, which is huge for the Bills. So I think this is huge for the Bills because, yeah, they gave up picks, but like if you look at the picks they gave up, the, besides the first round, they basically had all these picks in surplus, like fifth and sixth round. So I'm fine with that because the feeling around the organization was they were going to draft a wide receiver because that's what they need. And, and like they, were, they went to the combine, and apparently they didn't love what they saw in the receivers there. Like it, it would have been like a couple years process to get these guys where they w would want them to be, especially like with T. Higgins and guys like that. So instead, Beam went out and just got a proven number one wide receiver with his draft, first round draft pick, which I am fine with. If this guy, he is proven, he's shown he's been the man in Minnesota, and I think if Josh can make step up his game and keep improving like how he has been progressing the last two seasons, this will be great for him. He'll be able to hit him. And it'll just even open up Brown and Beasley more. To, so there is weapons in the air. And then we got Singletary on the ground. I am very happy with where they're taking this offense and where it's going. We just need the man, number 17, to continue progressing. And this is his offense. Anyway, so let's, let's move away from the Bills and kind of just talk about, like, look around the NFL and see other moves that's happened. Just kind of, over, just kind of highlight the big moves that's happened. So um, Todd Gurley to the Falcons. Everyone, the rumor was on Twitter that the Bills were interested, but eh, whatever. We got Singletary, we got Motor. You, you can draft another guy, get a veteran that's a little cheaper than Gurley, and we'll be happy with that for a running back. 
Bridgewater, the Panthers, interesting move. Cam Newton out, Bridgewater in. We'll see if he can keep playing. Nick Foles to the Bears, so there'll be competition for the Bears against Trubisky. We'll see how that goes. This is shocking to me. Amari Cooper, a five-year, $100 million deal. What was going through their mind? I do not think Amari Cooper's worth that much money. That many years, who knows how he's going to be. $100 million, that's a lot of money to pay him. So I'm glad we got Diggs because for that price, compared to what we, we ha they have him for, it was wow. And then R Rivers is finally leaving San Diego and he's going to the Indianapolis Colts. And then Newton, Winston, and Flacco are still free agents, so we'll see where they sign. Wonder if they'll land New England. Interesting to see where they land. San, uh, not San Diego. I can't go in San Diego before. Wow. Los Angeles Chargers. And then D another big trade that happened, which Houston, wow. I don't know what's going on there, but they gave up DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for nothing. So that's another guy we'll be playing this year against Arizona is DeAndre Hopkins, so it should be interesting to see him and Trey matched up again. They've seen, it's always a good matchup. And then finally, a big one that will have a huge impact on us and the, and the division is Tom Brady, after 20 years, is leaving the New England Patriots and going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Does this, my opinion, this puts the Bills as the front runners to win the AFC East. I know, knock on wood, but hey, wow. Who would have thought Tom Brady would be gone finally, but this could be time for the Bills to step up because I saw the Patriots signed Hoyer, but like really they have no options right now at quarter, like nothing dominant and stuff. I know their defense was great this year and stuff, so they're still going to have a solid defense, but we have a great defense too. And with all these weapons we've had on offense, you have to think this could be our time to run the AFC East and potentially make a great playoff run. So anyways, guys, let's start to wrap this up, the first episode. I just want to, in the coming weeks, we'll add more segments, interviews to the podcast to make it more interesting. But today, I just want to kind of get the first episode out there, get news out there, kind of just get a feel for the podcast world, and we'll see how it goes from here. Um, just be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BuffaloDaily716 for both Twitter and Instagram, and follow our content and support us. We've greatly appreciate that and also be sure to subscribe to our channels here on the podcast below and continue to support us also be sure to check out our merchandise site on the bd shop on our website links below and on our social media so just click that we go we've just uploaded new shirts and stuff new apparel and we will continue to upgrade and add stuff and also add promotion codes and stuff so you guys are getting a good deal on all our gear and all that money goes right back to us to support us it's going towards it'll go towards new equipment better websites etc whatever all this money goes it's not going towards profit it's going straight towards buffalo daily to make us better as an entity hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of buffalo daily and i hope you guys continue to follow along and support us until next time go buffalo